What kind of things, preacher? Could be attitudes. Anybody had an attitude this week? That ain't none of your business. I get it. What about biases? I like this and I like that. And I don't like what you like, so I don't like you. Preferences. I could go on and on and on. I won't. How many of you know the little God of self can attack, uh, attract and attach to some pretty ridiculous things? Isn't it true? here at New Life Community Church, and I thank you so much for turning us on, tuning us in. I trust, as always, that the Lord's going to bless you up one side and down the other as we fellowship together here for the next several moments. I'm going to attempt to conclude a teaching that we began last week. It's titled, Love Unclogged, and we're talking about all kinds of things that we allow to come into our life that clog or block the flow of the blessings of God. In particular, the love of God as it comes to us and through us. I'm not going to talk so much about the clogs as I am, hopefully, how to get rid of the clogs. There is a way, and I believe that it is God's purpose and plan for you to be a clear channel for His love to flow to and through. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. Our text passage is taken out of 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Probably nearly any time the preacher's talking about love, at some point he's going to come back to 1 Corinthians 13. That is our foundation. But we're looking at several other passages as well, and I want to open with one of those uh, right now. And it's found in Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5, and it's the latter part of verse 5, and it puts it this way. Listen to the Word of God. God's love has been poured out into our hearts. Speaking of the born again, spirit filled. God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Wow, what a powerful sentence. And I trust that the Lord would help us in the power of the Spirit to be able to convey this to you in this particular teaching. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for each one that's turned on this telecast. And I pray and ask in the matchless name of Jesus that by your word, through Holy Spirit, you would help us to know and understand not only that there are clogs that come into our life, but there's a way to get rid of those clogs, a God way, a Bible way. I trust that each one in the audience, by whatever means that they're listening, would get a hold of this truth and uh, allow Holy Spirit to apply it to their life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, you can hang on. I'm going to be back here in just a little while to wrap things up. God bless. God, so what? God so loved the world that He gave. Watch this. I'm in 1 John chapter 4 and verse 16, leaving the gospel of John, 1 John. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. 
We know that love. We rely on that love. Look at this. God is love. Don't you love that? God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. Verse 19, we love because he first loved us. Because he first loved us, we love. Number five on your study notes, would you consider this with me? If God is love and God is in you, then you must have love in you. That makes sense. If God is love and you have God in you, then you must have love in you. Most of us would agree with that. Beloved, I want to challenge you with this. Love isn't just gifted to us so that we can allow it to hibernate in us, you know that little sleeping bear of love in there? It isn't given to us just to hibernate in us, but to permeate our entire existence. If God is love, and he is, then he would have to know what love is. Does that make sense? If God is love, he, he has to know what love is. We may choose to love, and get it right every now and then. We may choose to be loving and get it right every now and then, but love isn't our natural, normal character. So if I wanna know what love is, I do not necessarily need to look at myself or another human being or a monkey or a giraffe. Are you following me so far? But why not look to the one that says, hey, I am love and see what we can learn. Let's unpack this a little bit more. We've looked at John. We've looked at 1 John. Go back to Romans chapter 5 with me. I love this in church. I trust you'll take courage by this. Romans 5 and the latter part of, the, of verse 5 says this. God's love has been poured out. Poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Jonah even recognized over in the Old Testament, made very, very clear that God is a gracious God. God is a compassionate God. And he made the statement that God is abounding in love, abounding in love. You can't even fathom the, the volume of it, if you please. Watch this. When the abounding love of God is poured out and poured in, there must be an overflow. Does that make sense? Wonder what he's gonna do with that big blue bucket. Well, you're about to find out. Wouldn't you love to know what's in here? One of you is about to find out. <laughs> You knew you should have sat on the back row today. No, don't. I'm not going to ask you to move. Can you imagine that if there was something other than air in here and it was completely full and I was going to pour it into here, can you imagine that it wouldn't take long for what to happen? The biggest mess you ever did see. 
it wouldn't take long for that to overflow. Now, this is a masterpiece of understatement. There's no way that we can talk about the abounding love of God fitting in this big blue bucket. Amen? Or that we're even this glass, but imagine that we are. That's us. This is God. And can you just imagine if God began to pour of his abounding love? It's not going to be long until there's going to be an overflow. I ask you this morning, what finite man can accommodate the infinite love of God? There's going to be an overflow. I'll just leave that right there for the time being. We're told not only in Romans, but we're told in a lot of other places that the Holy Spirit is sown in our hearts. Let me ask you again. Have you been spirit-filled? If you haven't, you're not walking in the will of God under the New Covenant or the New Testament. The Bible tells us that we're to be filled. Holy Spirit is sown into our hearts. The fruit of the Spirit is Love, you know that new life, don't you? Holy Spirit sown into our hearts. The fruit of the Spirit is love, among a number of of other things. Love begins to bloom. Love begins to manifest in our life. Now watch this, and I'm headed to number six on your study notes. Beloved, if love isn't overflowing in your life, something's amiss. If love isn't overflowing, something is amiss. An unloving saint just isn't the reality portrayed in the word of God, is it? If you're not overflowing, there must be some kind of clog. I think we've got a graphic image of that here. Are you with me so far? Someone defined clog this way. It's an encumbrance, an obstacle or obstruction, or impediment. Now, watch this. Physically, I I say, boys and girls, physically, very few things in and of themselves actually serve to form clogs. Did you know that? However, when you combine with other things, the clogs are almost inevitable. One of the biggest culprits for clogs in homes is hair. Look at your neighbor and go, (laughs) hair. Watch this. It's not so much the hair that blocks our drains, but when that hair, when you bind that hair with grease and other such sticky substances like the soap that you just washed off your big old self or food waste, when those things begin to combine, then clogs form. Now, I will admit that's the most disgusting illustration I've ever shared with New Life Community Church. That's plum yucky. But let's think about spiritual clogs. Spiritual clogs. Think about the number of things that we allow, watch this, that we allow to attach to our 
self to attach to our will that ultimately serves to clog up our love flow. God is love. He is abounding in love. But there are some things that can stop that love from flowing through us. Make sense? Think of the number of things that take root. And by the way, roots are the primary culprit when it comes to the clogs of drains on homes. Any plumber will tell you that. Think of the number of things that take root in our hearts that prevent or preclude our, and I use this loosely, our ability or our interest in releasing God's love. It kind of works like this. I love my little G-O-D God of self. I love my little God of self more than the body, the body of Christ. So I'm going to allow some sticky things to attach to me that will ultimately impede God's flow of love to others. I think more of myself than I do them, so I'm going to allow some things to attach to me that's going to impede the flow of love to them. What kind of things, preacher? Could be attitudes. Anybody had an attitude this week? That ain't none of your business. I get it. What about biases? I like this and I like that and I don't like what you like so I don't like you. Preferences. I could go on and on and on. I won't. How many of you know the little God of self can attack, uh, attract and attach to some pretty ridiculous things? Isn't it true? You've heard some of those things. Now, with that, I want to close by taking you in an entirely different direction. Be challenged by this. Can you think with me about God's abounding love being the pressure that forces all of, all of the, the nasty things that we're talking about, all the yucky things that we're talking about, can you think with me about God's abounding love being the pressure that pushes all that out of our life, out of our heart, out of our mind, out of our soulish realm? Uh, I, didn't, I couldn't find what I was looking for with this illustration, but if you can just imagine with me, there's two or three little items in this cup, maybe even some yucky things. How many of you know if I pour enough good, clean, abounding water in there, soon enough those things are going to be washed clean, washed out. Am I right? Try that sometime on your own time. It works. It's right. It's true. Think about this. Think about God's love being that pressure in your life that can flush away, wash away all of those things into the sea of forgetfulness and make us a clean vessel uh, that will open up and serve to be a, a love flow for others that God brings into our presence. I'm challenged to study God's definition of love. It's given here in 1 Corinthians 13. 
and to pray that God will pour such into my own life. Listen to 1 Corinthians 13, 4. Let me read this again as we begin to wrap up. Reading from the contemporary English version. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. And it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Can I challenge you, instead of right now, instead of being mindful of someone else that isn't this, Can you be challenged to ask Holy Spirit to inspect your own heart with regards to this? Let me give you a little bit of this in the New International Version. What we're being told is that love does not think this way. Love does not say, I should be getting the praise that you're getting. Love does not think or say, you be quiet. Here's what I did. Who wants to hear you? Love doesn't think, I am so glad to put myself up on this platform. Aren't y'all fortunate to have me up here this morning? Love doesn't think, you get out of my way. Me first. Me first. Love doesn't think, you get on my nerves. Love doesn't think this way. I'll never forget what they said. I'll never forget what they did. I'll never forget what they allowed. That's not love. Love doesn't think like this. I don't care about the little people that are being crushed by life. Who cares? Love doesn't think like this. I am so done with you. I'm done with this belief thing. Paul even goes into that with regards to the faith. Love doesn't think this is hopeless. How many of you know when you add Jesus Christ to a hopeless situation, it becomes hopeful? It does. Love doesn't think that's it. That's it. I am so through. I quit on people, that is. And I'm talking about relationships here primarily. When I am not living out 1 Corinthians chapter 13, there's only one reason. What applies to me applies to you. I have clogged up the system with some thing. I have attached my will to something icky. I have allowed for some thing, someone primarily, maybe even some place, some thought, to mingle together with my own will and form this pesky little impediment. 
There's only one thing to do. One thing when the kitchen or the bathroom sink gets clogged. You call Rotor, Rooter. Amen? Or you get the Drano out. Trust me, you drink two spoonfuls and all your problems will be over. <laughs> do not try that at home. Number seven on your study notes. We're not talking about physical Drano here. We're talking about spiritual Drano. The spiritual Drano is simple repentance. Are you familiar with repentance? The world today is not. The world just wants to scream that God is love and we can do whatever we want to do. God is love, so, so we're, everything's cool. God is also holy. God is also righteous. God is also truthful. And he cannot uh, regard sin or cover sin and be holy. He cannot. It's hard for a lot of people to wrap their mind around all of that. But beloved, when we mess up, when there's sin in our life, when we allow our will to attach to something yucky, the thing that will clear that clog up is repentance. It looks and sounds like this. God, I recognize there's this clog in my life. Lord, there's somebody that I have a problem with and I've allowed my will to attach to that problem. I recognize that God and I recognize and realize that you love me and you've said in your word that, uh, uh, that you will not forgive those who are not forgiving. I'm paraphrasing just a little bit. So I can't harbor that in my life because if I do, then I'm not gonna be in a right relationship with you, Lord. So I recognize that. I, I confess that to you. I admit to you that I have this problem. Now, Lord, would you please apply your Drano and dissolve this? Actually, he will obliterate it. He will wash it away. He can do that. Cast it into the sea of forgetfulness. And now we're free for the flow to resume. Flow, 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 flow. That makes sense a little bit. Let me conclude this way. The next time that you experience such a clog, a tentacle of sin that attempts to take root in your hearts, that finds you failing to express love to certain persons, maybe even a certain culture, certain religion, certain belief, be encouraged to try this. Take it to the Lord in prayer and ask Him to help you with that and to take care of that issue. God's spiritual Drano Simple repentance. Beloved, let me wrap it up tonight this way. And I know we hate to admit it when the love flow of God is clogged in our life. We hate to admit it's because we have allowed our will to attach to something icky. Have you had that experience in the last few days, the last week, perhaps the last month or so? You've allowed your will, what you want, your desires, your purposes, your agenda to attach to something icky, something outside the will of God, the Word of God for your life. 
Oh, it's so easy for that to happen. Clogs happen slowly. They don't usually happen right now. In fact, I had to apply some Drano, some real Drano, to our kitchen sink just this past week. It seems like it was flowing very well, and then all of a sudden it's slow, and then it gets slower, and then it gets slower because the clog gets bigger and bigger and more profound, and you need something to get rid of it, to flush it out. What is it spiritually that flushes out those icky things? It's just simply this, confessing or admitting to God that you've allowed the, the icky things to come in, and you repent of that. You say, okay, Lord, no more my will but your will be done. Now listen, it's a rarity to uh, not only hear that prayed these days, but to see that lived out. God, not my will, but your will be done. You see, part of the problem with the church and certainly the problem with the world today is that folks say, God, no, we don't want your will. Not your will be done, but my will. I want to superimpose my will over your will and then ask you to bless it. You understand how crazy that is? It's just crazy, spiritually speaking. The issue is, and the, the way we should uh, pursue this, is by understanding God's Word and applying God's Word to our life and choosing that over our own will and purpose. Oh, it'll keep things open, and it'll keep the love coming to us and the love flowing through us to others. Isn't that really what we desire? I trust that it is. Father, again, I pray right now for those who may have allowed uh, their will to attach to something icky, something yucky, something that's just clogged up the flow in their life recently. And they know it. They're, not, uh, they're, they're condemned and they're guilty and they do not feel this, this flow from you. And certainly your love is not being allowed to flow through them to others as they confess this and repent of this, and choose your will over their will, your word over their will, I pray and ask that forgiveness will come, the clog will be busted, and the flow of your love will come to them and through them to others. We pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey, let me just uh, wrap it up tonight by saying this. I know this probably isn't a very popular message. It just doesn't cause us to go rah, rah, re. Oh, this is just wonderful. But oh, how necessary this is. I want to encourage you to be involved with God's people around the Word of God in some primary worship celebration each and every week of your life. I'm talking about church worship celebrations. New Life as such that convenes Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. We also continue that with a midweek activities Wednesday night. We call that Family Ministries Night because there's something for every member of the family might be just what you have been looking at. Now, we're so thankful for our television audience, our, uh, our social media audience, our podcast audience, but please, if you're physically able, don't allow this to displace the church in your life. You need it. And I may even be speaking to someone now that says, Oh, Pastor, you just don't know. Somebody over at that there church hurt me once upon a time. Oh, yeah, I do know. I totally know. But you can't let that come between you and God and allow that to clog or to stop up the love flow in your life. Get involved with God's people and God's church somewhere soon.
I am Terry Knight, the pastor of New Life Community Church. I thank you so much for being a part of New Life Telecast. I trust you're going to have a great week, what's left of it. And remember, my friends, Jesus is coming back. Is He coming back for you?